I am unashamed. What about you? So we sent uh, we sent Jace out on assignment to just let things happen to him so he'd have stories when oh, he comes back. Yeah, so we yeah. send him out from time to time. So because, y'all put him out in the world just saying, hey, we're going to see what's yeah, going on. Yeah, to, you don't have to send him any place in particular or anything else. Or give him an, an or, agenda. No, no agenda. <laughs> no. Just let him go. And, so, and just you bring the story And interact back. with people. And, and bring the story And back. it's constant conflict, uh, battles. I mean, it's just, I've never seen anything like it. The man is just, and then he comes back, and we basically have a podcast or two of his interactions that usually with end poorly the public. with the public. He Ms. will Kay, never. Miss Kay uh, never ceases to remind me. She said, out of those four boys, she said, one of them, she said, I argued with them until from the time they were this high. <laughs> from the moment he could speak. Yeah, the moment he could speak, she said, yeah. I, I've argued with that yeah. Jace. <laughs> yeah. His whole childhood. It's, it's almost 50 years now, and, and he, he claims – it's because she never got his humor. Yeah. He was just joking. It was all a, it yeah. was all a joke. Yeah. And she didn't get it. I said, well, Jace, what's the problem now with the rest of the world? Because nobody else is getting That's your right. stuff nobody either. Nobody get along with you. Nobody else get along with well, you. Well, since he isn't here, so laughing and having fun is actually encouraged. Yeah. Yeah. Jay, Jay yeah. nicknamed Jace the, the fun sucker. Uh, because he, he sometimes will suck the fun out of Well, uh, sometimes. Not all the time. Not all the time. You know, I nicknamed him Lone Wolf McQuaid. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Which that fits him pretty well, too. So in his place, to show you how hard it is to replace Jace, we have three guests yeah. today. <laughs> <laughs> we have, of course, two from our sister podcast, uh, The Duck Call Room. We have Cy returning to Unashamed. We got Stone making his return as well. And you guys brought a guest, so introduce Yes, we our, did. So I keep hearing guests. these stories, Phil, when y'all were coming up. Cy always said the, the phrase in the Robert, among the Robertson men was who is a man? Who's a man? So yeah, when I met was, this that guy, was the mantra we carried that one. You know that's why no shoes, nope, barefoot nope. only. Yeah. We travel barefoot yeah. about two years at the peak of the who's a man? No shoes allowed. So I look yeah. back at it now. It's kind of dumb, a lot of getting drunk, <laughs> and you you bring in an arm wrestler. This is arm wrestling king. A lot of that was mixed in getting on the highway and. We figured out that a human being on a 40-yard run in the middle of the pavement, everybody drinking, we get out it there. It was Highway 167 <laughs> and going into And you could park Arkansas. your car, and the bet would be I can outrun any vehicle at 40 yards. Mm, yeah. 40 drag, yards drag racing, a human being drag racing a and, and vehicle. I continue to make money with that and making a lot of money, but... But the arm wrestling was was there at the bar. That was out back. So I, I used the to arm wrestling reminds me of my days of wickedness. <laughs> Why's it got to be wicked? <laughs> well, arm we, man, we were we were we were nothing against you, Michael. We were children of the devil, my man. So I'm at least he's got it cleaned up where there's no getting drunk and doing it. So so we so Jay, you brought a real man. To That's right. Man. So I thought when I met Michael, I thought this is the guy that. Phil and Sire are always talking about. Who's the man? Well, this is a man. This is right here. Uh, no, he is, is the man. He is the man. <laughs> he is world champion arm wrestler. And proves you can follow Jesus and be an arm wrestler at the same time. That's, That's right. Exactly right. right. That's right. Living the proof of that. Yep. Anyways, I just thought that since y'all were trying to figure out who's the man, I actually met the man. <laughs> That oh. y'all were talking about, and oh. y'all could get so you can maybe. I knew back in the day you had some arm wrestling experience of yep. your own yep. back when you were a heathen. He was working so, on it. He was working on his testimony. <laughs> yeah, yeah, working on his testimony. I have, I have look. I have. He, he went out in the world. Look at look, <laughs> look, look, look at that bicep. That's what he tore. Yeah, this is what you look forward to, dude. Look, all this just shifted in a moment, and you know, all kinds of purple and green came up into my. But there I am now. So, Dad, what were you doing when when you tore your bicep? What, what was the? What was, it was some big all, heavy project. All I did was reach back, reach quickly for a fall. Shotgun. <laughs> and when I caught it, I went, hey, hey. And I looked down there and said, arm wrestling is over. Yeah, no more arm wrestling. So you were a lefty? I'm, huh? You were a lefty arm wrestling? 
No, it just yeah, no, yeah. My left one went out, but I'm right-handed. Okay. But but I swing everything. I swing. Gotcha. The bass left hand. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Well, another, no. So this is Michael Todd, by yeah. the way, the, yeah. or I guess he'll be known as Arm Man the rest of the <laughs> podcast because Dad has to nickname people. But uh, so you are you are the world champion. Yes. And sir. Uh, for those of you listening, you probably really need to go to YouTube to really appreciate this podcast to get a look at, at Michael because he's quite the specimen, and uh, so. Michael came to us by way of Matt Lada, yes, sir. who is not a man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's a fake man. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, but because the Nine Lines is one of, one of your sponsors, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, yes, yeah. sir. They partnered up. My wife and I are doing a nationwide tour across the United States, basically just exposing people to the sport of arm wrestling, taking all and all comers and just having cool life experiences like this. Nine Line jumped on board, thought it was a cool thing we were doing and, so that's how I got to meet you guys. So, uh, so it's funny. So yeah. I, I pull in, I come home yesterday from preaching. I pull into my driveway and I, there was a redneck dream parked in my driveway. Out in your driveway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, so I, I saw it and I thought, what in the world? Because there's a big picture of Michael <laughs> on the side of it, arm wreck, a monster man. And I thought, he's if he's going to drive out to Phil's tomorrow and every redneck is going to be lined up waiting for him to come back through <laughs> yeah. just to salute him. Because, yeah. you know, we got, you saw the travel trailers. I told you, I said, people live in motorhomes and travel trailers around here, but his is tricked out, I mean, to the max. It's I any, saw it. Yeah. Yeah. The last time I saw something like his rig was when ZZ Top pulled in here. <laughs> That's right. And their tour bus. Yeah. yeah. Tour Tours, bus. They had two of them. And I said, yeah. what's with the two buses? Why don't, just two of you, why don't you just keep it down to one? He said, it's like a long marriage after years. He said, you learn. Two yeah. two buses is the way yeah. to go. Yeah. One he can't he live said, together. Yeah. yeah, one in one bus, one in the other. That's I thought a, makes sense. Well, Phil, Al, Al says that you used to arm wrestle those loggers and and pulpwood yep. uh, yep. haulers for money. Yep. And look, I don't. So I used to climb, Mike. I used to climb up in a magnolia tree that was behind that bar. I was about six or seven years old. And right. there's a lot that happens outside a bar. I, I don't know if, <laughs> I don't know if you used to have a bar in your past. I don't even want to go through it all. <laughs> so, I don't want to hear about it. This is Al's child. This is my child. Six or seven years yeah. old. It's basically bar outside bar observation. So I saw a lot of stuff. But one of the things that, I mean, really, to be honest with you, made me proud because it's your dad, you know. Right. But every time they would come out, of course, the, the one advantage dad had is that he wasn't drunk and they were. There. which was yeah. good that, that, helps. Helps. that, that helps, helps i think yeah. you know yeah. so yeah. but he had some kind of technique because i never saw him lose and i and i saw a lot of matches and there were some guys that looked sort of like you but they were just kind of country strong you know right. with guys and all that robert brunet was uh on the football squad at louisiana tech he was the arm wrestling king <clears throat> is that where you learned robert brunet technique? from laro's cutoff played for the washington redskins yep. i told he played at Tech. I with told you, our man about that earlier. Yeah, he played ball at Tech, but he I, was he was the king. He was I, a I, I remember him. Okay, he wasn't as as big as you are, but his arms, his try or what his bicep, bicep, yeah, his biceps was the size of yours. He looked like a freak. Yeah, he was a, he was a bull, <laughs> strong, no, strong saying, young man. Right? Yeah. But back to who's uh, the man when they, that was going on? I was saying, no, hey. Don't no, I'm a boy. <laughs> I ain't I ain't in this. Okay. So Phil, what was no your way. what was your uh, secret to beating those pup boy guys? Was it a technique? What kind of technique did you have? It's hard to say about the configuration of some people that don't seem like they would be really good at arm wrestling than they are. Absolutely. And, and some people you'd think with just the 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 girth yeah, the burp, of, of the, the muscle, they would have to have it, but <laughs> it did there's a there's 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 kind of a leverage thing right i mean tell us kind of the 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 physics of it well basically so uh most people who are good at arm wrestling are just those hard working manual labor people people Mm -hmm. because hands and wrists are the most important part of arm wrestling uh most people think it's just pushing to the side or whatever but the actual sport of arm wrestling is more of a a tug of war so you start hands in the center of the table you want to pull the opponent to you so your hand and wrist has to be strong but your back's the biggest muscle you use but if your hand and wrist isn't strong enough to support that it doesn't matter so I would come up so, so your guns are just for show because you're, you're doing all your hard work with everything else. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So um, the biceps, the biceps help. I like it, the gun. That gun show. The biceps help, but mainly it's it's a back movement. It's a it's hand and wrist. It's There's supination, pronation. There's a, a lot of different things. The funny thing is, because I've been doing this for 31 years. I started in 1990 at the Saline County Fair. And uh, 
people are like, yeah, that guy's stronger than you, but you know the technique. Well, no, his bench press muscles are stronger than mine or his squat or deadlift muscles. My arm wrestling muscles are highly developed because I've done, I've arm wrestled a million times, right? right? So it's just whatever you do. And I've always taken the approach to arm wrestling. Uh, a lot of people will say, we well, can only train a body part, you know, so many times a week. Well, if you're a mechanic, you can't go to work today as a mechanic and say, well, I can't go tomorrow because I worked yesterday as a mechanic. So I just treated arm wrestling like a job. So I trained my hand, wrist, and forearm every day. And that's the reason um, I've, I've done as well as I've and done. been successful. Yeah. yeah. I read on the internet where you broke, you've broken your arm seven or <clears throat> either of your arms 70 times. Is that okay. true? Is that well, just, it's so it's, cause it's, we don't believe anything we read on the internet. And so. you should not. Okay, but, good. Um, <laughs> that is one example. So my left elbow, the doctor misdiagnosed me 11 years ago and said I had a muscle tear. So I was all black and blue and I was like, Oh, no big deal. So I went into a world title match in London and I drove in against a guy, got in great position and I'm kind of putting on a show for the camera and pow, Medical ligament rips off the bone. The flexor match rolls up the forearm. The elbow dislocates six inches. So I'm facing this way. It lands on the table behind me. So that's what they went in. They rebuilt this. I didn't have health insurance for like the first 20 years of my arm wrestling career. So I finally did. And I'm like, well, let's x-ray my right arm. Well, they x-rayed my right arm. And at the time, they said they found over 70 fractures. That's what was true. Yeah. So my right arm, I've lost 19 and a half inches range of motion. This is horrible. I'll show you. So check this out. So That seems like a barrel of fun. That's as far as straight is. Look at that. This is a bad one. Yeah, it stops. That's as hard as it stops back. right there. That's bone on bone. Wow. Good grief. Yeah. Just <laughs> so back to our earlier comment about who's a man. <laughs> yeah. Forget who's a man. I'm back to boy. He's a little deeper inside the art of arm wrestling than I ever was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like because he's the, he's painting this picture. Of what happens to his arm? So three weeks ago, I was swinging a golf club and felt the pop. That's right, yeah. that's how not less of a man. <laughs> I swung a golf club and had a ball and snapped. I mean, I reached for my falling shotgun and yeah. ended up with all this changing spots. And we took a picture of it. And uh, the nurse man that runs with us, he's a nurse practitioner. So with us, that's the greatest surgeon and doctor of all time. That's it. That's it boy. A nurse practitioner inside the blind with you. He said, let me take a picture of it and I'll send it to a buddy of mine. He took a picture of it. And it turned purple and green and yellow with just, you know, from the tear. And his his surgeon said, the surgeon that fixes, he said, oh, I can fix that in 20 minutes. He said, but is it hurting right now? I said, no. I said, it hurt for about three or four days. But I said, when I first did it, I thought, man, it hurt. But now, no problem. He said, let it ride. Let it ride. <laughs> I said, that's why you need to know somebody. So instead of saying, he said, I can he said, I can fix it, put it all together. He said, but it'll grow back where you won't even know what happened. I said, hey, okay. There you go. Although looking at it, I'm not sure. That I know something happened looking at that. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. It, because you now have a unicep, not a bicep. It <laughs> might, be them, uh, from the, might be from the pristine waters of New Zealand. There you go. Uh, well, hey, hey, well, I take one pharmaceutical, one pharmaceutical, baby aspirin, one baby aspirin a day. That's it. Well, that, hey, Omega XL, I'm telling tell you, I, I had aches and pains, and when I, now I take it, I don't have aches and pains. Yeah. Right, me either. That was, that, that, right. was a, that was a free commercial. Uh, that's right, boy. Hey, one more time. <laughs> Fish oil, ladies and gentlemen. Right. Get from, off the marijuana oil. I never right. sold it. Hey, from the pristine waters of New Zealand, boys. <laughs> oh, so let's, let's take a break. Yeah. So we're into trees. Have you noticed that, Si? No. The, Are they hugging them? No, no we're not hugging them. Oh, we ain't them. hugging them? Okay. All right. but we like, hey, look, a lot of people like to hug them. <laughs> we don't hug them, but <laughs> we, we do grow them, and we like to hide behind them. Oh, they have a good planted cover. Yeah. thousands. Thousands. Yeah, and Dad's thousands. got some cypress trees out there, which, you know. My, it's against the law now to cut a bald cypress in that. the state of Louisiana. Which oh, is really So perfect. I've been planting them from uh, all them cypress. Oh, yeah. Y'all looking at them over there. I'm looking at them saying, boy. This is beautiful. And now they got them. a law. You can't cut them. Well, I'm a guy who's, who <sighs> saw that way before they passed so, that So law. we call Dad the king of the slow-growing trees because yep. our trees take a while. But we have a sponsor called Fast Growing Trees, which so w- when you okay. need a fast grower, yeah. you, these are the guys you go to. So they have a, this the world's largest online nursery. They grow these trees. Lisa and I bought some for a place down the southern layer in Alabama. 
they come to you. I mean, they're perfect. Like they weren't messed. You know, some stuff you get in the mail. You're like, yeah, oh, yeah. This stuff was was excellent. In fact, they've got a thirty day alive and thrive guarantee, which means your plants come happy, healthy, and ready for planting. We <laughs> hug people and we plant trees. trees. Got it. <laughs> There's a difference. <laughs> so there you go. So through July thirty first, go to fastgrowingtrees.com slash Robertson. You get fifteen percent off. So it's fastgrowingtrees.com slash Robertson. Get your trees. And hug people. How many? How many? Uh, they do. Do they have fruit trees in this? Place? Oh yeah. Okay. They got everything. Okay. Fastgrowingtrees.com. Yeah. So you need to check it okay. out. Okay. Yeah. Huh. I might get them. Give me some fruit. So so side you were and you were there. What most people don't know is so you lived in Junction City, uh, right around the early seventies when we, during the Who's yeah. the Man yep. era, and you were there maybe what two years three. Yeah. You, I was you, never. You, I was never part of that. Who's the man? He backed. He backed <laughs> off. I, yeah, I backed off and said, "I'm out of this, guys." <laughs> well, you'd been to Vietnam, so <laughs> yeah. you, you understood a little bit about the "Who's the man" era yeah. from doing that. Yeah. So you were with us, and of course, my theory has always been that the reason Jace acts like you sometimes, but not near as fun, is because he was you and Christine used to keep him when he was just a toddler. I didn't right? even remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And then Christine said, well, you stupid idiot, y'all. <laughs> she said, we kept him every weekend. He said, that's why you and him can't get along. Y'all are too much alike. Well, it was the double whammy. Cause I don't know why he missed out on the fun part. <laughs> well, he's like he's like you on the okay. argumentative, stubborn yeah. side without any of the fun. Oh, that's I understand right. why Kay argue with him all the time. Mm. No. Exactly. Yeah. But, you know. <sighs> It's always fun to talk about. Jay. So not only did, have y'all talked about when Phil used, used to race the cars? That's what he was That's talking, about. talking about. Yeah. A minute ago, the 40-yard yeah. dashes. You, yeah. can oh, outrun, yeah. you can outrun 98% of the vehicles, 99, because they will spin somewhat when they yeah. 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 No and traction. It, and, and you're running on foot, <laughs> barefoot in this case, but I could cross the foot. They were gaining on me quickly, but I could not outrun a Harley-Davidson. Uh but they barely beat me. Or a yeah. horse, Most right? Or a horse. Yeah, yeah. or a horse. But, <laughs> but but anybody that got in a vehicle, once they spun their tires just That's a little it. bit, That's any it. rubber burning, and I was I was on down toward the 40 yards, and, <laughs> and I was – there were a lot of people faster than me, but I collected 20 bucks. It was 20 bucks riding on every one of them, $20. You got to remember, too. I mean, we <laughs> made many $20. <laughs> I run a vehicle on the pavement. On pavement, Dad was still a college athlete at the yeah. time. I mean, he was just out of college, right. and he had played, you know, college. Leave it, leave it to a redneck, okay. By the way, any way to make a dollar. By the way, for you ladies and gentlemen <laughs> who are listening to this, don't ever do this, those kind of things. Don't even, don't even get involved in that yeah. at all. It's a DED. I agree. That's yep. it. And so, so, but Dad was always like, I, what I love about it is some of the entrepreneurial spirit was already alive then too in terms of yeah. how to make have a business and all that. So by the way I once read you got so, the once you got lined out spiritually it worked out. Yeah. By the way, I, I read through this, Al, and uh I was surprised that uh there is a somewhat a lengthy number of years, all the empires about arm wrestling, you know, could have been going on four thousand years ago and some Yeah, they some, said this in uh, they in these Pharaoh tombs I read, they found like drawings of people arm wrestling. So you're talking about, and that's 4,000 years ago. Yeah. So, I mean, oh, that, this goes pretty way back. Yeah. Pretty interesting. They though. don't know for sure exactly what they were doing, but it looked <laughs> right. like they were arm wrestling. You know, we're living in posts, spears, and uh, knives, and bow and arrows, and whatever, clubs. But, you know, during that era, you would probably, I mean, you know, to, to meet someone, which would be basically an arm wrestle, there's not many just sharp pointed sticks and, and spears, arm wrestling techniques would be handy to keep you alive. <laughs> well, that's true. You, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Wasn't the Greeks and Wouldn't the, you think? The Greek- I, I like the way you're thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would have done really well back then. You would have I mean, stood out, Mike. It's, <laughs> we can't go get our gun because they haven't invented they haven't invented uh, gunpowder to twelve hundred AD, I think it was. Yeah. But you say, well no gunpowder. This was just basically a lot of Hand to hand, to Combat. put it to yeah. put it mildly, right. yeah. hand to hand. Well, you you think about them soldiers and all. I mean, having a skill set that he has, 
pinning somebody on the ground in a hurry. That's right. You well, know, and being able to break your arms seventy times and still hang in there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean that alone makes it pretty special. Well, well, one of the most impressive things about Phil that 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 I've, I've seen over the years is his tolerance for pain. Yeah, it is. I've never seen a man. And I asked Doctor Hilburn, who's my dentist. He's Phil's dentist. I said, "Is it true that Phil comes in here?" When you're drilling on him, he takes zero, zero painkiller. He said that's 100% true. So he doesn't like to know. And I also I, I learned. I simply ask, how long is this going to take? <laughs> yeah. And when he says, oh, a minute, I said, I understand anything for a minute. Get after it. I said, I don't want my mouth all, I said, you know, deadened. I said, just do what you got to do, Doc. Let's go with it. There you go. You walk out and you feel no ill effects of anything. I mean, you're in and you're out and you felt about a minute's worth of pain. But after that. And and this is coming from Stone, who has to get on gas to get his teeth clean. That's right. It kind of gives. Uh, <laughs> by the way, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. That's what I call a low pain tolerance. That's, that yeah. That sounds like something Matt Lyle. Uh, it adds to the. Uh, this is good for you, uh, 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 for the arm wrestler man. I have learned to be content, whatever the circumstances. Well, when, when you're in a bind. You say you must remain content during this this venture. Uh, I know what it is to be in need, what it is to have. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation. That's a good way to roll. Oh, yeah. That you know what good. I'm saying? Oh, yeah. yeah, if you pull yeah. it off. Yeah. It's not as easy. Some things, pain, easy pain is with it. Pain comes with a lot of things, yeah. including what he does. You take about the... The wear and tear on the on the whatever his arm length strength muscle popping you know bone cracking you're like you would have to have a high tolerance so you for pain or high. you wouldn't do what he yeah. does so you've experienced I, your share of pain. Do you yes. get gas when you go to the dentist? I, I have not, but <laughs> <laughs> no reflection on you, Jay's. No, to each his own. Jay, to each his own. <laughs> You're no less of a man of my eyes. Um, but yeah, so I've just I've always had relative certain things. I have a high pain tolerance. Other things, my wife will tell you, I'm kind of a wuss. So, uh, well, but, yeah. having hands the sizes of plates <laughs> myself. I shook his hand yesterday. He literally enveloped. I mean, like I, I could have put both in. Yeah, there. it disappeared. Yeah. Size said when they prepare you uh, uh, to go into a war like Vietnam, two lines form, three, four lines, and they're just coming by like cattle. And he said they're standing there with look like blow guns. Oh yeah, but air, it's, but air. It, it's got needle air needles. And they're just they're just popping you for this and that. And one in each shoulder. One in each shoulder. Yeah. They just pop, 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 And pop. they tell you when you're doing it, do not flinch. Don't flinch. Because if you do, it's just going. It's like a laser. Yeah, you know, they flinch. It's each, hard not each, to flinch when each you cut. when you have been perforated yeah. Yeah. With, with these uh, well, pharmaceuticals on both sides. No of telling it. what what that was. Oh no! Now no. going back to being content. Now, when you go through something like when you go to theater, you go to war, you you get a perspective on what it's like to have an air condition or have a yeah. toilet that flushes. <laughs> yeah. So when you get back from something like that, you have a different perspective. You say, boy, this this flushing toilet sure is nice. What do you know, so, Jay, yeah. describe what it was like uh, at the latrine. When you're situation. pouring the diesel over in there and lights. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Start, you know, well, start, yeah. start well, on the front side, though. So how many of you got lined up in well, a row? There's, there was, at, at first, um, there was always a long line. You know, you had the, 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 the drums. When they got full, they had to be burned down to a sludge and then put back in there. <laughs> So I'm trying to be, I'm trying to tell the story in a way that's suitable. It's hard. Yeah. So <laughs> if you were below an E5, you had that detail. So you'd have to stir the pot like a big gumbo, get it down to a sludge, bring it back in. 
And, yeah, uh, you know, it, that was one of the worst things about being over there, you know, and they had the big blow flies. Well, I'm glad you know. now because I can't smell anything. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I'm glad I have that particular ailment. <laughs> Is the roast done yet? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, yeah, the last thing you would think about when doing that, yeah, you don't want nothing to eat that day. But I will tell you one thing. When I got back home from that 12-month tour, in Afghanistan, I was very content with what I had. And your appreciation and level was way That's right. Way and, up. and now, yeah. especially, I am very content and very appreciative and very blessed. Yeah. Well, yeah. it was interesting because when you got back, because you, you left, I would say you were uh, still unsettled, you know, just generally, because we knew yeah. Jay yeah. well. Yeah. And then, of course, he kind of got the thought process since he was literally almost out. And then all of a sudden, here we are at war. Oh, yeah. That it was kind of a like, you know, this must be it for me. Because, yeah. I mean, that would be easy to think that way. Stop so, loss. Right. They put, I was on stop loss for 12 months. So my contract ran out right before we left. And uh, you know what stop loss is. They, they freeze your contract. They, yeah. Oh, you're going. Yeah. We need all the men we can get. So right. I was like, oh, good grief. You're in whether you want to be or not. That's it. I but, can still remember Jay uh, coming forward at WFR. I was working there then. And uh, with his whole family, his grandpa who had served in World War II was yep. there. Yep. And we prayed over him that, that God would keep him safe. And little did I know when he got back home and, and found contentment, and a closer relationship with God that he would wind up marrying my daughter. Yeah, which is why I always say, look, be nice to people because you never know. They may marry one of your kids. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're, you're a jerk, you know. Then, then you got to deal with that your whole life. Yeah. So I'm the one that brought it up. Uh, you ought to marry that granddaughter of mine. I said, I'm recommending you. I said, to Al. I said, you got to check with Al. That's her dad. I'm her granddad. I said, but tell Al, the granddad has said, he passed mustard. Marion Stock. Good to go. He, he, yeah. good to go. he yeah. passed so, so Stone, I said, take that message to Al because you got to clear it with him. I said, but this will help you, I believe, if you refer to me having vetted you. And, and, and You've been said, properly vetted. Yeah. So he went to see Al, and Al gave him a few little rules. The till she gets to be 18, I think. Yeah, that was that was important. I told him, I said, when he said, she's not my 17, I said, that's what I'm saying. Move now. Yeah. Yeah. Make him move now, son. Don't wait till she's 20, son. Just to make things clear, that was 17 years ago. Can you believe that? 17 years ago. Unbelievable. Because Jay was a little older. Let's take yeah. it up. Now take a... she's got grown kids sitting there. I know. Let's take another break. So I'm driving out here to do the podcast, Stone, and I stop at Sai's house because I had something for him to sign or some business because sometimes we have to do a little business. And so I come in and he's sitting in his recliner and he's watching, I think it was like some concert, old concert or something. It's like the Eagles or somebody they're playing, yep. you know? So you're yep. listening to music and we yep. do our business. In Melbourne. Yeah. The Eagles in Melbourne. There you go. Eagles in, so Australia. I get, so I drive down to, and I walk in the living room to talk to dad before we come to the podcast, dad sitting in his recliner watching the exact same show that Sai was watching. <laughs> I, it's Matt Dillon or music boys. <laughs> and I just had a moment, you know, I just thought, man, it's like they're clones, you know? So they're recliner oh. men, but Jace, as we've discovered is a couch man. Yeah. Jace loves his little couch. Oh, yeah. And so one of the reasons, one of the reasons he loves his couch is one of our sponsors and it's called all form. And their their parent company Helix is who started it, and they make couches. Oh, and they make beds. And they because I've got one. And they're great, aren't they? Yeah, they're they awesome. Are. Well, their cou their couches are great too. We're gonna yeah. have to get you a couch yeah. side. So you get a hundred days to decide when you order this thing. It comes. That's more than three months. So if you don't like it, they'll pick it up. But you'll love it because I love mine. They have a forever warranty. So anything goes wrong. Right. I mean, as long as you, forever is a long you, time. Yeah. Here's what you do for the perfect <laughs> sofa. I'm there. Perfect oh, sofa. Yeah. Go to allform.com slash unashamed. That's A-L-L-F-O-R-M, allform.com slash unashamed. You get 20% off for all of our listeners. Uh, unashamed, allform.com. And you got three months to check it out. You'll hey. love it. Hey. Yeah. Hey, and they'll come pick it up if you don't like it. Every time I go to his house, he's laying on it. <laughs> Yeah, we have our 15-year-old, uh, Jay's oldest, uh, yep. granddaughters, is sitting in today, along with Rebecca, uh, Michael's wife, who's yes. who's really the brains of the operation, That's right? right? Pretty much, right. pretty much. I mean, we met her because we had dinner with you guys last night, and we met her, and we said, okay, now I see how all this is working. I said, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she no is mystery. a woman, the Bible would say that she's a woman of noble character. Exactly. That's yeah. good for a man. More precious than stones. That's right. Or stones. 
Uh, diamonds, <laughs> diamonds, rubies, all that. Okay. So, so I was thinking about this, what we started with, with the who's the man. So I told a story yesterday in my sermon about where sometimes a high pain threshold can be a curse because sometimes <laughs> painful things happen to you because you need to get help, you yeah. know, which dad's discovered this a couple of years ago. You as well. bet you. And so when my appendix ruptured, I mean, I, I literally, I remember the, when exactly when it happened, two o'clock in the morning, I run out back. I mean, I'm in my underwear and I'm outside and it's in December and I'm just sweating profusely. And then I just throw up in the backyard and I was like, man, I got a bad crawfish or something, you know, last night at the restaurant. Huh. So I thought it was just like a stomach issue. Yeah. But what had happened was that thing had ruptured right there. Ooh. So so I went back in, laid on the couch. I just couldn't find a comfortable that position. That could kill you, Al. Oh, I could have been dead. Some people don't even survive <laughs> yeah. minutes, you know, yeah. after it happened. Yeah. So I laid on that couch and squirmed, went through up again, went back in, laid down. I didn't go back in there where Lisa was. I just laid on the couch. And finally, I dozed off about 5 in the morning. And when I woke up, I felt better. So I just thought, well, whatever that was, that was rough, you know. <laughs> and Lisa said, are you going to, to, to the building today? It was a Sunday morning. I said, no, nah, I think I'm just going to hang here. I didn't get any sleep last night. And through the day, I just didn't feel quite right, but I didn't feel super sick. So a couple of days go by, and I said, man, that's some kind of virus or something. And, and, you know, I didn't have any, like, outer pain. And so, but then about the third night, I dreamed that I was drowning. You know what I mean? I was like, in my dream, I'm, like, I'm trying to, and Lisa reaches down and pulls me out of the river by my hair. You know, that's in my dream. Uh. And when I woke up, she was patting on the top of my head because I was just soaking wet with sweat. And the whole bed was wet. So I, we had to get up, change the sheets. That's how I mean, uh. so much uh. I sweat. So what it was, your, your body is like trying to, you're saying you're, something bad is going on here. So I just said, hmm, who's a man, I guess. Who's a man? <laughs> <laughs> with the, those words ringing in my ears. So I learned. Bad, I, I learned from bad Phil. bad phrase, boy. You, you know, Si, I've learned a lot of things from Phil over the years. Oh. But the number one thing I learned is that you do not go to the doctor unless you are bleeding from an orifice. <laughs> <laughs> That's what a surgeon told him a long time ago. That's what a doctor told him. So, so I, I spoke at WFR that week on Christmas Eve. We had Christmas Day. I felt pretty good. The day after Christmas, I felt so good. Now it's a Saturday, so it's almost a full week. It's crazy. And I said, you know, I'm going to go hunting today. You know, y'all have been killing some ducks. Yeah. So I come down here. But, but what I didn't realize is by all that, you know, effort to get out to the blind and all that, I mean, I exerted myself, but I was in no shape to do it. So I got out to the blind, and I mean, I just felt terrible. The worst I'd felt through the whole process. And I'm just sitting there. Everybody's boom, 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 boom. And we killed 30 something ducks that day. There's a picture of me laying on top of this big pile of ducks. And so, but I never got up. I never shot. I never made it. I just sat there in between Jeff and God. Well, and, I remember Jeff saying that morning, uh, Jeff told Phil, he said, Dad, I think something's wrong with yeah. Al. I, I, think, I think we need to get him, get him to the bank, to the, yeah. to the hospital. Yeah. And Phil looked down there. Al's laying out all white as a ghost. <laughs> and Phil looked around. He said, what time? Well, what time is it? <laughs> Somebody, Somebody said nine o'clock. Yeah, Phil yeah. said we ought to get them at least to eleven. <laughs> <laughs> Once I again, I'm like Jeff. I was worried about you. If I had known his appendix oh, had yeah. burst, well, yeah. who's yeah. the man? Yeah, but that was the first time. That. It was By the way, when they know. finally found it, you go in there, <clears throat> they find it. They say, "Man, you need to, we need to move on this quick." Well, by now, Lisa is just like she is so on my case, and so. Now it's Sunday, and I was like, "All right, well, if if it's not better tomorrow, let's go. We'll go do the CAT scan because the only thing I could do is get, do a CAT scan. That's what the nurse practitioner told me. I didn't want to go to the hospital. It's week Christmas week, but obviously I knew now something ain't right. Yeah. And so Monday I go in, they do the CAT scans, half a day fighting with insurance whether you need to. I'm dying, <laughs> and they don't want to. Huh? Who's yeah. going to pay for? It? I was yeah. like, Who's Look, pay for it? I'll pay for it. Let's just get this over with. Finally got the thing done. Lisa and I, I have a commercial. We were doing a commercial for somebody. And so I'll never forget, we were in the we were in Willie's Diner, and we were setting up to film this commercial. And uh, the guy that works for us at the church was one of the guys on the film crew. He still remembers this. And so I get the call from, from Michelle Phillips. And she says, the first thing she said was Glenwood or St. Francis? And I was like, what is it? You know, that, that's our two hospitals. Right. And uh, she said, you, you, your appendix has ruptured. And it's formed like this 
wall around it, but it, I mean, it looks like a bomb went off in your guts. Mm. And she said, I mean, we got to deal with that now. So I hit, I hit mute on the phone and I said, how long it would be for y'all get this set up? He said, we're almost there five minutes. So I hit the thing back and said, I'll be there in 20 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) So I finished, I filmed the commercial. (laughs) He was a man. I filmed the commercial and the commercial. I've seen it since I looked so bad. I mean, I was, I was dying. (laughs) And so I go to the hospital and within an hour, You know, the guy comes in, he says, look, and Michelle got this guy. He, he does these laparoscopic, like, people closing off their gut, you know, to try to lose weight or whatever. So he's really skilled at doing it through the laparoscopically. And uh, and he knows it, too, because, you know, his doctors, he's like, I'm the best in the state of Louisiana. I was like, oh, well, good. That's good for me. Good he said, but I will, I will tell you this. He said, I've had two cases that – I just couldn't get it done and I had to split them open to do it. He said, and I, and I got to tell you, the reason I'm telling you this is there's a pretty good chance you're going to be number three. Cause he said, you got to, you got a mess in there. He said, how long has this been going on? I said, about eight days. He said, Oh my gosh, I can't even believe you're still alive. Yeah. So, but when I woke up at four in the morning, we talked about how surgery, you know, I, I never remember anything. I was talking to the anesthetist, and the next thing I know it's four in the morning. I wake up, you're kind of like, where am I? And I, I went to get up, and there's something hanging out of my side. And it's like one of those drain tubes. <laughs> and But I noticed I wasn't split open. Because, you know, that's another two weeks of oh, yeah. healing up if you yep. have to get that done. So I, I, I learned a lesson there that you probably are just going to go to the doctor <laughs> yeah. if you're not quite sure. Yeah, that, that who's a man can lead you can, yeah. can lead to your man. <laughs> who's a man can land you in a hospital oh, bed? What are you talking Quickly, about? Let's, ta- let's take another break. So one of the things I thought was interesting about, because I did a bit of research on, on arm wrestling, is as a sport, according to what I found on the Internet, you can tell me if this is true or not, it wasn't really like official until the 50s is what this says. Is that true? Has it been around as a, as a competitive sport for about 60 years? Yeah, going on 70 years. So uh, there was a lot of action going on back in those days. Then it went to wide world of sports. Petaluma, California started holding the the World Wrist Wrestling Championships. And I don't know if you guys remember, but remember ABC's Wide World of Sports? It's, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, it was filmed on that for a long time. Wrist wrestling is where you locked hands in the middle and you pinned your opponent to your form. So that's how I got started in 1990. Um, and then, then I got involved in arm wrestling where there's hand pegs out the side, elbow pads, pin pads. So there's a lot more technique involved. Um, but yeah, so it's been around, there were some really good guys back then. And so there's a guy, John Brzezink, who's greatest arm wrestler of all time. And the reason he is, is because he dominated in an era that no, that era will never exist again. There are freaks from European countries now that are just insane. So when he was doing it, it was mainly North America. The Eastern Europeans were just starting to get involved. But uh, that guy, he, he was 200 pounds and traveled the world and just took on all comers and basically went undefeated for like 20 years. I mean, he, he lost a few matches here and there, but he was the best that ever did it. And now there's just uh, in, in, North, in the super heavyweight division over like the 220, 240 weight class, top 10 in the world, five of us are from North America. But if you take any of the other weight classes, it's dominated by Eastern Europeans. Right. Strength is very, um, it's almost, it's weird that their culture is different. It's almost more important to be strong than it is to be wealthy. Huh. In, in some of those countries, so right? Which those guys did really well in all those strongman competitions. Strongman, yeah, yeah, yeah. Olympic lifting, yep. right. powerlifting, yep. all that stuff. Yeah, so. when I watched the World's Strongest Man competition, I noticed there's a lot of competitors named Magnus. Yeah, that's... <laughs> that, huh. Well, so so the, huh. the Icelandic countries are very strong in strength sports, like strongman. They don't have as big of a heritage in arm wrestling. The arm wrestling is really more Eastern European, um, hmm. where, where they are more Olympic lifting and they have those those accolades. But it, there's some very, very strong, strong people out there. I mean, it's just like people talking about my hand. My hand's not big, uh, especially considering the people that I, I've been around. Very like I, a friend of mine. I should have showed y'all this video. So my training partner, his name is we call, we call him the gorilla. He's Corey West, 31 years old, great kid. <laughs> the gorilla. She nicknamed, You're the monster, and he's <laughs> the gorilla. Well, the kid, he, he's, he looks like a gorilla. Yeah. Like he really does. He's a little bit taller than me. He's about 420 pounds. Whoa. He's got a 26 inch skull. Um, massive, <laughs> massive. That's bigger than Barton School. No, I'm telling you guys, this this kid. Now I understand special. why he's got monster on his feet. Red. <laughs> yeah, that's his name. That's yeah. his nickname. Yeah. So uh, there's a video of him. He he worked at this plant, and these guys they lost a key to a set of a, a padlock. So one guy went to go get a set of bolt cutters, and everybody else is standing around. Where Corey reaches down, who would do this? Who would even think to try? He reaches down, grabs a padlock, and snaps it off with his hand. 
whoa. And I'm like, who who would even think to do that? Like, I'm I'm not even thinking that it's a possibility. Yeah. I'm just going to be sitting there telling yeah. stories about who's the yeah. man. You know, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's no way I'm trying that. Please, so I cutters. told the story so many times. About two months later, he's like, hey man, check your inbox. I looked in my inbox, and there it was. He's like, we told the story so many times. I felt like I should do it again. I got a video on my phone of him reaching down and grabbing this padlock and just whoosh, snapping off with his bare hands. See, I'm so embarrassed because I tried to cut one off with a bolt cutter one time <laughs> yeah. and couldn't get it done. <laughs> I, mean, I, used a bolt, bolt I couldn't yeah. get it done. I hate to admit that. And this guy's like ripping them off. Well, you, know, you know, the funniest part to me about that, your appendix story is that's not the first time something like that has happened. Sai had a heart attack <laughs> while we were duck hunting and the same thing happened. Sai's laying on a log holding his chest and, and Jay says, well, well, Sai needs to go to the hospital and Phil said, what time is it? <laughs> <laughs> this is a man that does not wear a watch for crying out loud. <laughs> I've never owned a watch. I thought for good reason, but I'm, I'm reevaluating that now. <laughs> the bottom line is if something bad is going to happen to you in a duck blind, you want it to happen after 10 o'clock. Yeah, that's because right. Because yeah. the 10 o'clock flight, we got to wait till that yeah, After right. that, we might can get about yeah. to mending your whatever's wrong with it. Michael, on, on that, how how has the rules changed on arm wrestling? Because when I remember it, you couldn't move. You did, it's had it was all with your forearm. You know, you didn't move it. If you did, you cheated. You lost. Okay, so that's how that's how probably every one of us who ever arm wrestled just growing up arm wrestled that way. Right. The rules of arm wrestling have pretty much been the same since it's become an organized sport. Um, you cannot make contact with your sh your competing hand. Like your shoulder can't touch it. You can't put your chin on. I mean, there's really you'll you'll, you'll freak out. <laughs> I've seen some stuff some people do. It's crazy, but yeah, we all started just like your. I mean, I grew up just like this. You're just supposed to push them down, and then you get to the professional sport of arm wrestling, and you know you you it's really you get to use your whole body. Um, but those rules have always been they've always been the same since the sport was organized. Oh, okay, it's there's just like a all start right. Like you can't start a. a, a you can't so like, if you go before the cadence, right. ready go, it's yeah. a false start. Okay. Two false or it's a false starts a warning. Two warnings is a foul. Some leagues have two fouls you lose. Some leagues give you a third foul. Um, there's just a variety of rules. The World Arm Wrestling League, I'm the world champion for the World Arm Wrestling League. Um, they have made the elbow pads longer. So instead of seven by seven square, they made them seven by nine. They've uh, they've incorporated running fouls because a lot of times you'll watch a like a world championship event. That's very strict rules, and you won't even get to see the match over because the guy fouled out. And they're like, well, what happened? Well, he fall started or his elbow hopped just a little bit. And that's not super entertaining. People, you know, right. unless you unless you are truest, purest of the sport, you're like, well, that wasn't very cool. So they've made it more um, entertaining to the point to where you actually have to see pins. Like, you're, they, there's a little bit more freedom to do some crazy stuff, but you, at least you get to see the outcome of the match. So I've been involved in some... I've been involved in some seven plus minute matches from the time you know we slip strap, mm. and from the time one of us gets pinned. It's seven, seven minutes. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's best, and that was round that was round two, and we did five rounds. So just the second round was seven minutes. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I bet man. that seemed like an eternity. It's it's a long time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, 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 most matches are pretty quick. I'm the guy that uh, that I basically made a career out of winning the unwinnable match, the match it's impossible to win from. I'd be in a particular spot. And if the guy wouldn't pin me, I'm like, well, I might as well, I might as well pin him, you know. So I would just get into a spot, and I was too stubborn to quit, and that's why I have all the fractures. And um, <laughs> you weren't, but, you weren't content. <laughs> I was not. I did not follow the word. I was he, not content. He, he has not learned it. <laughs> let's, uh, let's take our last break. So, so uh, you said you're on a tour. Um, we got an audience everywhere. So do you know kind of where you're headed, like on the, your next few stops? Yes. You so, might want to come check you out. Yeah, we're going to have a lot of fun. So it's six different legs. So we just finished the Northeast tour, which basically ended up coming all the way down here. Right. Yeah. So we go home tonight and then we're home for two weeks and we take off on the Northwest tour. So we're going to go up. We're going to go to, we're going to see a lot of the state of the national parks and you know, Mount Rushmore, Yellowstone. We're going to go up to Sturgis, going to take the RV through Sturgis and, you know, do the beat the champ against some of the bikers and stuff. And I think oh, yeah. that'll be fun. So is there uh, like a, you have a website or someplace? Yeah, so uh, just YouTube Monster Michael Todd on YouTube, and then you can look at our community tab, and Rebecca puts up where we're going to stop at. Now, she is making she's she's calling an audible. Um, I did way too much arm wrestling on this tour. It's been 21 days, and I've arm wrestled like 16 of those 21 days, 
And I thought I was going to be pulling off the side of the road, breaking out the table and just taking on normal people. Well, there's an app called Armbet, and all these arm wrestlers are on it. And I had the precise mode for my location. So every time I'd stop, these arm wrestlers, like 15 or 20 arm wrestlers would show up. My arm is so beat up. <laughs> I've, I've arm wrestled probably a thousand matches in the last three weeks and my oh, arm my hurts so bad yeah. <laughs> no, it's, no, it's no. against legit so arm they're, they're right? following you yeah. around yeah. Wait, oh, no. waiting for you to stop one guy's like listen i'm not gonna go ask him i'm just gonna follow him i know he's got to use the bathroom eventually he's gotta let his dogs out to pee yeah. so he just just followed me the whole way and once i stopped he's like hey man what's up and, and it's not exactly <laughs> like you're traveling incognito no no I got it's right. like a 30 yeah. foot uh, yeah you know well, in the spiritual it's, realm it's, we're going out and trying to stress to others to make the big break from the evil one mm. and come to Jesus and he's doing it in a physical way. Yeah. You know, if you, well, you, you, he, he's there to what, what, what that old guy tell and I must break you. Rocky. Speaking of Sylvester Stallone, didn't he do in the seventies, like a arm wrestling movie? Oh yeah. Was, kinda, yeah. Over the top. Over it was the like top. 1985, 86, okay. something like that. Um, so I was a big fan of that movie prior to get, cause I was only like 13 at the time. Right. So, um, I liked it just because I liked Stallone because of Rambo and all that other stuff. But oh, yeah. eventually when I was 20 he was years like old, like a trucker, right? Yes, sir. Okay. So the guy in the end of that bull Hurley is, was the character he played. His real name was Rick Zumwalt. When I was 20 years old at a tournament in Texas, uh, at the Texas state fair, it was his comeback tournament. And I, I beat that dude. He was like six, six, three fifty. had a 21 ring, 21 inch forearm, 24 inch bicep, massive individual. So you actually got to compete with the guy on the movie. That's, yeah. 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 I, I know all the guys from the movie. They're yeah. all, we're all real good friends. Right. Do you ever meet Stallone? Yeah. I've met him a couple of times. I, I've actually got to open up the, uh, the Arnold classic Europe with Schwarzenegger and I've had some pretty cool life experiences. So it's been fun. And, 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 well, when you get play King of the Hill, how many have you actually arm wrestled in a row? So against the okay, well, I'll, we we have practices pretty regular, and we'll get and it'll be a bunch of arm wrestle, like actual people who know how to arm wrestle. And I've done thirty plus minutes back to back, just running through everybody. I'd say there's fifteen or twenty people, and just I'll just Good go grief. through every one of them back to back to back to back. <laughs> now the Guinness World Record, um, this is against non arm wrestlers. The most arm wrestling matches in twenty four hours is a thousand fifty. Jan Inchescu, a guy from Romania, did it in the mall in Romania. So he set the Guinness World Record. I've been wanting to break that world record for like the last couple of years. So Nine Line is talking about setting up something for me to do with them. Redcon was talking about me possibly doing it with them. But we, you have to have a venue big enough to where I can get 1,100 people to try me, right? So um, yeah. I'd like to arm <laughs> But if you give me 1,100, no offense, but if it's just normal people, yeah. I could easily arm wrestle 1,000 1,500 people back to back. Well, see, they yeah. need to line it up like, a, a, like, like a Luke Bryant concert or something. You, know, you, when it, when, you, you know what I noticed when he said normal humans, he pointed at me. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, extremely special, yeah, awesome individuals such as yourself. His but, particular uh, skill set uh, should remind us that uh, – we really appreciate chasing ducks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a simple life. You know, we got guys okay. coming. He's got guys coming after him. I'm like, yeah. no, duck hunting's a lot yeah. more fun. What's yeah. interesting Way to me better. is the mindset that somebody, I mean, take a, one look at Michael's, they want to take him on. I look at him and think, I don't want to, I mean, I no. like him. He's a nice guy. I don't want to, nothing physical. Yeah. I, I don't want him, you know, because I will get hurt. In his line of work, your your reputation yeah, is is bringing them. They're, right. they're coming at you because you know you watch these Matt Dillon episodes. A lot of them <laughs> just that say, boy. Smoke. "You got a reputation, <laughs> and I am here to kill you." Yeah. Well, it's not that bad with him, but it is a deal. Like I, I, I got to bump him off. Is That's that right. true? Yeah. So you're you're, you're definitely uh, people want to take a crack at you for sure, right. Right. especially if they and there's always somebody. And your reputation is actually. It's your front. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. Al, what did Ric Flair say? To be the man, you, you got to beat, beat the, man. the man. Oh, no, no, no. Well, no, no. It was well, like, went, I, it's like the Russian and Rocky. I must break you. Yeah. So also, uh, your wife, Rebecca, you told, I didn't know this until you said it earlier before we started rolling, that she is 
an arm wrestler. She, well. She's a seven-time national champion, and our son Ryan's also a really? seven-time hey. national champion. So oh, have, arm uh, wrestling woman. Yeah, hey. you're the first <laughs> arm wrestling woman I've ever seen. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I'm not really in the TV and all this internet. So have, I, do you, have I, y'all ever arm wrestled each other, or is that? I know you're in a different weight class. And yeah, all that. so I'm the now one. We don't want to offend the fifth, the female line because everybody now, hey, hey, you know. So <laughs> they would say it's not her. No, it's not. Miss well, I'll tell you yeah. one thing. There's a woman in my uh, at my jujitsu school who whoops, whoops the, everybody, whooped the tar out of me <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. So I have a I have an appreciation for strong women. You oh mean, no no hey I've always told everybody look I will fight ten men okay not against one one female. I said, because the 10 men got a little common sense. A woman will kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Point blank. Yeah. I'm not sure. Mama don't play. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if that's yeah. a compliment or not. I'm not sure how a woman would take that <laughs> comparison. Words to live by, though. Words to live don't play, boy. <laughs> well, and I also know in our last couple of minutes here that uh, Lida told me that uh, you're a man of faith as well. Amen, brother. And sir. so that's, that's obviously helped you through your life and everything that's got you to where you are oh because you know, you're doing it for god's glory right yes sir i mean and the, the, you know obviously philippians 4 13 is my favorite quote because you know i can do all things through christ but i'm just i'm blessed to have this opportunity to go out and do the things that i love to do to do it to have my best friend along with me and uh w- w- it's so much fun to to just fellowship with people you know and you don't have to you don't have to push anything down anybody's throat. You just have to be a, the best version of you you can be yep. and let your light shine, right? Yeah, so exactly it's right. I'm I'm just truly blessed. Yeah. Uh, Ambassador of Christ. Yeah. Well, I always say whatever dad says everybody has a gift, right? Everyone has Everyone a does. skill set. Yep. Skill set. And they search for it, but when you find it, it it is uh well, it's comforting. It is. Oh, and it's, and, it's, and we always say when you find that, you go full board giving God glory and everything that you do, which is mm-hmm. exactly what you guys are doing. That's a unique crazy. skill set, my man. It is. And, and we got to experience it and enjoy it on our podcast. You know, th- <laughs> yeah. thanks to of all people, Matt Lyder. Yeah, Matt. <laughs> he, I guess Matt is good for something. No, is. no, look, hey, that's why it's, it's so important, okay, because you never know what you're going to run into right? and how it will affect your life. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yep. Look at you, Sal. You didn't even know what you were going to do hey, until you were yeah. 63, and now no. you're everybody's favorite <laughs> uncle. Hey, I told Willie, I said, hey, when I found out, I didn't even know it. Willie said, well, I, first thing I was going to do when my dad gave me the company is I was going to fire you. <laughs> and I said, well, hey, when your dad gave you the the advice of don't mess with Uncle Sai." <laughs> I said, you done well to follow it, son. I said, because I was a diamond in the rough. That's right. That's right. They were going to use Side Light Mountain Man, and they realized that Side was the show. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, which was That's awesome. It. Well, so check out uh, the Duck Call Room. Also, uh, check out uh, Michael if, if you want to meet him. Don't don't line up to arm wrestling. Just nope. meet him and tell him <laughs> you heard about him on Undershade. Right. We and don't hey, want to wear him out. And here's advice. Do not mess with Rebecca. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's, she will pin you in a heartbeat. That's sound advice right there, I tell you. That's a good sound advice. That's a great closing line. So thank you, Michael, for yes, coming. Sir, thank you guys for having me. Enjoyed it. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube. And be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, Subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.